0: What's the relationship between exercise and mood? Is one type of exercise better than another? And how long do you have to work out to really see any benefits?
1: On today's episode, we take a look at all things exercise and mental wellness. And we talk with personal trainer, yoga teacher, and wellness guru, Julie Jones. Let's get started. I am so excited
0: to introduce our guest today. It's Julie Jones, who is from Atlanta. I actually met Julie in college, but Julie today is a certified corporate wellness specialist, certified personal trainer, and certified yoga instructor. She's the co-owner and program director for Excellence in Exercise, where she works with corporate partners to provide wellness solutions for employees worldwide. She also, in response to her clients' needs, founded Training and Champagning. is a curated wellness event company, and I have had the opportunity to participate in one of these events. I am so excited to have Julie
2: today.
0: welcome Julie.
2: thank you. I'm really excited to be here and uh, yes I've, I've taken a roundabout way to uh, to now in the wellness world but um, I, I feel like I have definitely ended up where I needed to be. so I'm glad to be on with you guys today.
1: Well I'm really excited to talk to you first of all, I'm listening to your credentials and I'm thinking, I wonder if she needs a personal assistant. <laughs> because I, I mean, do. I to apply for that job. I'm just saying, <laughs> especially the the part that included vacations with exercise God. and alcohol involved. That aside, we can come I, back to that we later. We can come Bradley. back to that. <laughs> you know, Carolyn and I have talked previously about how there is a huge connection between mental wellness and exercise. And that, you know, we've talked anecdotally about how it has definitely helped us kind of manage our mood, cope with anxiety, et cetera. Carolyn and I started talking more about exercise and, you know, and actually hearing from some listeners who were, you know, were curious about different types of exercise. We realized that we just needed to look a little bit more closely at the different types of exercise. And And I wanted to know the amounts, like.
0: I've had some tough weeks in 2021, and so sometimes I just need to know my minimum.
1: <laughs> right, like when you're having a really benefits. hard week because you have a lot of deadlines, or there's you know something crazy going on with the kids, or whatever. Tub overflows, it floods the house. Right, that actually happened <laughs> to Carolyn. Oh so,
2: no.
0: We wanted to also ask about like frequency and that kind of thing. If we if we even
1: know those kind of things. What is the connection between? exercise and mental health or even just movement moving your body not necessarily I don't want everybody to think that when we say exercise we mean like you've got to get out there and like run until you sweat and you know you you hear your like heart thumping in your ears kind of exercise
2: yeah I mean I really think that it's whatever all of those describers exercise activity movement I mean I say movement a lot because um the We deal a lot with people who are in, um, uh, we deal a lot with corporate clients and, um, and so just getting up and moving is really important. And, you know, to your point, Carolyn, about having all these crazy things happening and stress and not feeling like you have time, um, you know, just, even a small amount can make a big difference. And so um, I think that when we look at the connection between exercise and if ex- our movement and our mental health, um, there definitely is a connection. Um, I have recently had the opportunity to talk with several experts um, on brain health, a neurologist and a, um, a professor that works in neuroscience. and you know the, the brain needs oxygen. And so when we exercise, um, we bring in more oxygen. It's also one of the reasons that when we do yoga and we do um, breathing techniques, um, when we focus on bringing in more air, whether it's through exercise or, or breathing or mindfulness or yoga Um, You know, it's one of the reasons that we do feel better and and that our brain works better because we are bringing in more oxygen to the brain. And then um, just in terms of the science behind it, too, it releases... Um, all of the feel-good neurotransmitters in our body. So, I mean, we know everybody's probably heard of endorphins. I mean, that's the one that everybody talks about. Exercise does trigger endorphins, and they do actually work, and they make your body feel better, or they make your brain feel better, your whole self feel better when you are um, when you get some exercise. Um, exercise also creates dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine in the brain, and so those three are really important just to normal brain function Um, and they improve our ability to focus. Um, You mentioned earlier, you know, feeling like you have a better work day, even after you've gotten some exercise and you know, the two to three hours after you exercise, you still have that boost um, that you, that you got um, when, when you worked out or when you got some exercise or went for a a walk. Um, And so those are also important to the ways that we deal with stress, to how our body and our brain is able to um, regulate our mood and our emotions, and um, and prevent mental health issues. Definitely,
0: yeah. I've noticed, and I don't know if this is a if I'm using this term correctly, but I guess on the days when I work out, because I like morning workouts, I have noticed a big difference, maybe in my like mental stamina. That's like just how my abilities to cope and adapt and but also with productivity
1: I know I totally agree with you I'm not a morning workout person usually but when I well working out definitely helps but if I carve out time in the morning it really changes kind of how the rest of my day goes mentally even if there are like blips in the radar screen or if there's a like major crises my approach is very very different and But I also – so I want to ask you, Julie, like if you can talk a little bit more about the couple hours after benefits. But I also always thought, well, is it just because I like checked that box and I felt good about myself checking that box versus like – Working all day and knowing I'm going to go at like lunchtime to like an 11:30 class, or I'm going to go at you know after the workday is over before I make dinner kind of situation. So it's still lingering there, as it's like something on my to-do list. I think
0: that's why I don't do it in the morning because that gives me anxiety all day. <laughs> <laughs> We're just a bunch of issues here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that um, if you are a list maker, which I most definitely am. I love a list and I love to check things off my list. Um, you know, having that kind of checked off early in the morning is, is beneficial. Um, and you do get, continue to get the benefits throughout the day. Um, I mean, we're not really talking about exercise for weight loss or anything like that, but you know, you, you continue to burn calories after you're done with your workout, your body continues to produce those, um, those, Hormones, those um, feel-good neurotransmitters after you finish your workout. And so, and there's plenty of research out there that shows how um, getting some exercise in can be good if you have a presentation um, coming up, if you've got something big that you um have to do for work or that you've got going on that day, if you can carve out even 20 minutes to get in some exercise, some movement before you have that, that you, you have better focus. You're able to pay attention better. Um, and, and, and your event, your day typically goes better. And, um, and then your, your point about the evening workouts, I think, I mean, I tell my clients all the time, it's just that as the day goes on, the more opportunity for things to happen, you know, I mean, you have more, things that could, I mean, and these are legitimate excuses, right? But things that could creep into your day that by the end of the day, if you haven't gotten that workout in and you've got your cat being attacked by a fox or your (laughs) bathtub overflowing or whatever it is that's happened that has turned your day upside down, you're not going to get the workout in because it's just at that point, you've got bigger problems to solve, right? So anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, what does the research suggest about any specific mental health conditions or what does the research point to um, possibly where it has the most benefit, where exercise has the most benefit?
2: I would say that um, the two areas where it has been most studied is in depression and anxiety. And, um, and there is a wealth of research out there to support the benefits of exercise, actually as a treatment for both of those conditions and as a preventative measure. Um, we actually have a client, um, Dr. Howard Major. He's a um, board, board certified psychiatrist here in Atlanta. And um, he actually writes on his prescription pad, exercise as a prescription. He um, he has the three Ms that he recommends, um, movement, meditation, and when it's needed, medication. And so um, he's a big proponent of it. And so, I mean, it, it just, it's one of those things that when you do start to look into all of the research out there, you can find so much evidence to support the fact that adding regular exercise into your routine is, uh, is a big help in treating and preventing anxiety, depression, and then just looking at the health of your brain. Um, it's also one of the things that we can do to to help keep our brain healthy as we get older.
0: Yeah. When I was kind of looking at some of the research before before today, it kind of just looked across the board no matter where your mental wellness challenges may be, just kind of across the board, you could see some kind of improvements. It may be more marked, marked in some areas like depression and anxiety, but across the board, it, it really improves most everybody's mood and outlook. Um,
2: yeah. I mean, it's just consistently, if you start to do any kind of, even if it's just a easy Google search on how to improve your mood or... Um, ways to make yourself feel better or reducing depression or anxiety or, or really just about any other um, mental health condition exercise is going to be one of the things that comes up consistently across the board um, in in any, any of the, the suggestions for things that we can do ourselves, right? Like we're not going and seeking um, treatment elsewhere um, but but for things that we can control every single day, exercise is always on the top of that list.
0: OK, let's talk about types of exercises,
2: because I know
0: you've gotten this before, probably. And, and we've been wondering, but are there certain types of exercise like strength training or cardio or, you know, or, you know, even more specifically like yoga or hit workouts you know, or running, you know, what are there certain ones that are markedly better than others?
2: Well, I would say that doing something is always better than doing nothing.
1: I love that advice. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) I love it.
2: I mean, really, I just a few months ago had the opportunity to work with a group of people um, that were new. All, you know, they weren't clients that are my regular clients, um, but I was working with them on, Trying to incorporate more movement, more mindfulness into their day. And one of the people that I worked with was a, she a, has a young child at home, you know, 18 month old, and she's working full time and everything, you know, that this last year has brought us. And, you know, we just talked about the fact that you may not be able to get in, if you think of a workout as something that has to be an hour long that may not be reasonable or attainable for you right now. Like if just even 10 minutes is going to make you feel better than nothing. And so I think a lot of people have this perception that they have to do this big workout for them to be able to get any kind of benefit from it when that's just not true. I mean, you're better off doing something than nothing. Um, you know and that being said um i i know the question is you know are there things that are better and so there are benefits to cardiovascular exercise for sure that's probably the one that when you look at the research comes up most often um, there's a lot of research out there to support cardiovascular exercise um, that being said, um, one of the experts that I recently had an opportunity, one of the, the the neurologists that I recently had an opportunity to interview, you know, he he said that there is value in variety. So, you know, probably the best thing to do is to get some mix of resistance training and cardiovascular training in. Um, and then, just from a personal perspective. You know, adding a little bit of yoga in is huge for me from a mental health um, perspective. And then I do a lot of circuit training so that I can get both the strength training and the cardio, you know, and be really efficient and try to get that in kind of all at the same time.
1: Talk to me a little bit about some of the research around yoga and and whether or not like I'm curious about what the why is, like why they think that yoga is so beneficial because when you i i mean i've looked at the research on yoga and and mental health and it's helpful with depression it's helpful with anxiety it's helpful with stress like it it comes with a lot but when you look at yoga it's not one of those where you are really you you can do forms that really get your heart pumping and get you sweating but that's not what most yoga practices offer so in looking, have you looked into like what the whys are proposed?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think for sure it depends on what type of yoga you choose to practice as to whether or not it can be more of a workout or not, or feel more like a workout. And that is, I guess, one of the things that I hear from people a good bit that, oh, I I, I want to do yoga, but I want to feel like I got a workout. And so there are ways that you can do that, but yoga combines two key components that are proven to reduce stress and help us deal with anxiety and depression. And those two things are movement and mindfulness. And so yoga combines both the breathing techniques and the mindfulness techniques that you would get from meditation. Um, And it also includes that movement exercise component so it marries both of those two things together. You're right that the the research out there really certainly is one of the things that's going to come up.
1: I always wondered if it was that combination of like of mindfulness and and the actual physical body movement. And I will say one of the things that I I I think the main reason why I have consistently gravitated towards yoga. I mean, I started practicing about eight years ago. It's become a regular part of my lifestyle. Like, I mean, there isn't a week that goes by that I do not practice. And and there have been times in my life where I've practiced seven days a week. But I've been able to take all the tools that I have learned in yoga and use them in other places, spaces, times of life where I've needed... To kind of rein it in, rein you know stress or anxiety or a you know a depressive episode in. Um, heck, I mean, I even used it when I was getting my Botox yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> some breathing technique.
2: Yeah, used use that techniques. breathing technique. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, and I when I had my kids, like you know, in in labor,
2: using it there too. I mean, I I completely agree with you, and um, I. Found yoga when I was in graduate school. I've probably dealt with some level of anxiety my entire life, like looking, you know, looking back. I will just say that when I found yoga, it was the one thing that I could not, I had to be in the present moment to do. I couldn't be worried about what I had to do next or after that class, because if I did let my mind wander, I would fall down, or I would lose track of what's going on, you know, like you, you, you just can't be multitasking and doing yoga at the same time. It was super helpful for me. And, um, and, and at different points in my life, I've done more of it and less of it. But what I do know that I can tell you with 100% certainty is that when I am doing it more often, my outlook on things is always better. And, um, and that's not to say that it's not a struggle to find time to fit it in with everything else that we all have going on, but, um, but it does help. Even if it's just 20 or 30 minutes, it helps tremendously. And, and I do think that it goes back to the fact that you are pairing the movement with the breath. You get that mindfulness aspect with your exercise, with your movement. And, um, and for me, for somebody who is, you know, I don't sit still very often. So meditation in its purest form of just sitting and breathing. I mean, I, I do so much better incorporating that in with yoga than I would if I tried to just sit for 10 minutes and not do something else. So,
0: yeah. Wow. Y'all are going to make motivate me to do this a little more. I I come from the perspective of, well, I guess I really got into exercise probably late high school and in college. And that was the days where it was like all cardio stuff. And so I, that's kind of how I started out in exercise and kind of came to love it. And I think I loved it because of those endorphins. And I think that is, can somewhat get a little bit addictive, but still. And then with my background in nutrition, you know, of course they emphasize the Health benefits, the cardiovascular benefits of that kind of thing. I I now incorporate a lot more strength training and more things into my workout, but I'm still um, still tempted to go back to the cardio side so for me. When it comes to yoga, I feel like okay, if I've got thirty to sixty minutes a day, you know, I'm still kind of torn. I know the benefits of yoga. Uh, and you know, some of the, more of those mind body things, but if I just have like this 30 to 60 minutes, you know, my gut is to lean more towards the ones with like the true, the endorphin ones or the ones, you know, the, the strength training, that kind of thing, um, rather than yoga. So I have a hard time prioritizing or just realizing that this counts too, or working it in.
1: I'm just impressed that you guys are talking about like 30 minutes, 30 to 60 minutes. Like there are some days I have a, an app on my phone. There are some days where I do a 10-minute yoga because, Hello. I mean, that's just – that's all I've got. And there's this one I love, and it's like – it's something about maintaining your yoga shape. And it literally is a 10-minute practice, and her whole point in it that she says in the beginning is – There are times in life, seasons of life, weeks, whatever, where things are busy and you don't have time, but you want to be able to maintain your yoga shape so that when you do have more time in a few weeks or months or whatever, you can still get at it.
0: So that's very appealing to me. But do you really need to be like, know what you're doing? Like, can someone like me who doesn't really do yoga that often, is 10 minutes okay? I guess it's better than nothing, like you said, but you know, you you evidently barely know you've been doing it for a while. So,
1: you know, but what she has you do, it's not hard. Okay, okay. So you could totally do it. And then you could still go do your 30 to 60 minutes of M- maybe to ease myself into maybe
0: some long, eventually some longer.
2: Yeah. Yoga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, or end with, I mean, I, a lot of times will end with just, I don't call it yoga when I'm, when I'm taking my clients through it, but I will finish their session with, a 10 minute stretch that really is a lot of what I would do to either warm up or cool down in a, if I was teaching a yoga class. And I I do think there, there's value in all of it. And so I think it's just important for you to, for all of us to find what it is that you really enjoy doing, whether it's yoga or whether it's going for a run or whether it's doing a hit class or, you know, whatever, makes you feel good is, is what you should do. And that's not to say that it's not good to go and try new things or, um, or, or branch out and, and try to incorporate more yoga or, or more of something else in your, in your routine. But, you know, you're going to probably be more consistent if you find something that you enjoy doing. And you just, it's so important for us to all find some way to get some exercise into our lives from a both a physical health and a mental health perspective that just, you know, figuring out something that you enjoy and making sure you get a little bit of it every day is, is super important.
1: I love that. I, cause I think it's so important. Carolyn and I have talked before about, how there have been times in our life where we've exercised for weight loss or weight maintenance, and then there have been times in our lives where we've exercised just for mental wellness. COVID was a time where that was huge for me, and it has actually continued to be that way. So I love that you said, like, you know, do something that you love because if you – whether you're exercising for mental health or for weight loss or muscle gain or whatever, you still want to be doing something that you enjoy. Like, let's not kill ourselves doing something for – 30 minutes to an hour that we loathe
0: well and can I say yes there are some days where I really enjoy what I'm doing there are other days that where I don't but I am doing it because I enjoy how I know how good I'm gonna feel afterwards that's what yes. I was, telling yeah. somebody. She was like I just don't like to exercise and I was like well I am can't say I'm dying to get up at 5 30 a.m. and get on the peloton you know um but I know I'm doing it for those after benefits because I know how I'm, good I'm gonna feel after and that's why I like doing it yes
2: yeah and and I mean Dr. Major would agree with you he actually he he didn't disagree with me um saying that finding the workout that you enjoy is the most important but he did say you know for people who just say I don't like to work out his response was kind of like so what like you 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 need to do it it's something that is going to benefit you not just physically but it's going to help your mental health and so if these are the if if you're having if you're starting to see some of these issues creeping in if you know that these are issues that you need to work to um, avoid then you really have to make sure that you you do something for you know 10 15 20 minutes a day just to 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 be able to manage it
0: I just wanted to point that out because I do think there's people who are like, I don't like to, you know, and that they, they may use that or may feel like maybe it's not going to help them maybe um, from a mental wellness perspective. And so I thought, I realized this the other day, just when I was talking to someone. So that's why I just kind of wanted to point it out that it's not, I can't say I necessarily love it and it's not hard and it's not frustrating sometimes and it's not, I have to be very much make myself stick with it. Um, but it's more, and maybe more for me, it's how I know I'm going to feel afterwards is those benefits afterwards.
2: Yeah. And I mean, there are days that we're all not feeling it. I mean, there, I, this is what I do for a living. And there are days when it's a struggle, but um, to your point, those are almost always the days that I am. Once the workout is over or once I go and, and go for a good walk or go for a run or take a little bit of time and, and, and do a yoga series. Those are the days that I always feel better afterwards. And I'm like, I am so glad that I just made myself do that because it does change your perspective. And, um, it, it, it just, it just does. So if you can, if you can find a way to just say, you know what, I'm just going to do this and even though I don't want to, or even though I'm grumpy or, you know, whatever is going on, um, my day hasn't started the way that I wanted to, um, if you can just make yourself do it, you always feel better afterwards. Always.
0: Yeah, I, I can't. And I think maybe I saw a quote a while back or something, but it, it was to the, the point of it was, or it was what it was getting at is like, you don't regret a workout after you do it. I mean, maybe if you it's get into so her something true. but never once have i regretted like oh i wish i hadn't done that run or i wish i hadn't gone on that walk or gotten outside like, i never thought of it that way no, you never you never regret it
1: no you're you right know? i mean even if i just take the dog for a walk i feel better afterwards or and going back to the i do want to come back to the duration you know we've been kind of like dabbling and and circling around it but um Like even if I do that like 10 minute yoga class or on my phone or if I take the dog for a walk, I inevitably end up going like one extra block when I'm walking the dog or I do, you know, two to three extra minutes of uh, a yoga pose that I've been wanting to practice or like you always stretch it out a little bit more or, you know, I've been doing this CrossFit style workouts lately. And I go there and then I do stretching afterwards or maybe I practice my handstands for yoga or something. You know, it's like you once you get going, like you said, you never like, oh, well, that was a dumb idea. I shouldn't have done that. And then sometimes you might squeeze in a little bit more because you're enjoying it, which goes back to the part that you were saying, Julie, like just get out there and and just plan on 10 minutes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the hardest part of just about anything is getting started. I know when I'm procrastinating anything, it's just once I get started, I'm like, oh, why did I wait? Or why did I um, not, you know, why did I put this off? And exercise can be the exact same way. And once you get going, you do start to realize, oh, I feel better. Let me, like you said, let me go that extra block or let me, um, let me go around the, you know, around the neighborhood another time or, um, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, and there are, if you are looking for kind of guidelines and if you're looking for the the research, which I don't know um, how important that is, but when you're looking at the research, I think 20 minutes is a good guideline. If you can, if you can at least get in 20 minutes, that's where you start to see some positive benefits. Um, I will also say that more than maybe duration, making sure that you are doing something that is moderate to high intensity for you. Um, It doesn't have to be the same for me as it is for you, um, for for anybody else, but um, there's a saying that says, brisk is better for the brain. So if you think of doing anything at a brisk pace, a, um, a little bit higher, moderate to higher intensity for you, that you're going to get a better benefit from that than, um, than if you go at a a low intensity, um, rate or pace.
0: I love that brisk is better for the brain. Well, I kind of glanced just to see, I wasn't even sure if there were any kind of guidelines out there, um, But it it looks like the American College of Sports Medicine has actually put some out kind of prescriptions, if you will, for physical activity, for mental well-being. But they're really essentially kind of just what you said, um, Julie. It says, and they kind of, they break it down by frequency, duration, and intensity. And and then they have two levels. Like for frequency, they say um, it has a, it's impactful if you do some kind of activity three days a week. It can be, you can really have, they call it superior or even further benefits if you go four to five or even more days a week. And then with duration, they say you can have an impact with just 10 to 15 minutes, but an even bigger impact is 20 minutes or more. Um, And then intensity, they said you can have an impact with even low intensity, but you can take, um, enhance the benefits with moderate to vigorous intensity. Um, so, but I think those those kind of guidelines because you know on harder days, you know 10 to 15 minutes sounds a lot more doable um, than you know 30 minutes, 40 minutes, that kind of thing. And then three days, of some weeks, you know if I just and usually if I if I know th- that I'm just trying to get in three days, I, what I've found is um, a lot of times if I like get that minimum in, usually, then I'm, I'm motivated to do more because I am feeling better.
1: Yeah. I I'll also say too, that I, you know, I've gone through different phases of life where like just getting in two days a week was, was huge. And then, you know, other phases of life where I was like really pushing myself to do like six or seven days. And, and this is totally anecdotal from a, like a mental just like clarity standpoint the exercise always helps me but even to just say it doesn't have to be like a true workout six or seven days a week and that I really just aim for like a because I'm a big class person right so like I, I aim for like a class you know three days a week and then the other days are like a little practice at home of yoga or just walking the dog or whatever and that helps my brain then to, to versus saying you must exercise six to seven days a week. Like that almost adds a level of anxiety and stress to me. So like, maybe like
0: thinking of it as like three to four formal days of exercise and then just being like active, like on a lifestyle basis. Being active.
2: Yeah. I I would agree with, I would actually very much agree with that. And I would say that if you can, you know, I would think the ideal mix would be to do some type of I think Carolyn, your your description of formal exercise, some type of workout, three to four days a week, and then you know if you can, if you're trying to get into yoga, um, include that in there somewhere. Um, going for walks is another great way to just get in activity, to be outside, which we know being outdoors is another um, way that we can boost our mental health and well-being. Um, so you know you're kind of checking off again two, two boxes there if you are exercising outdoors. Um, but you know it doesn't have to be the hardest class every day. In fact, um, you're, you're absolutely right that that could be a detriment. So if you, you know you have to know that, that the, there's like some ebb and flow. You know we want to just like stress, we got to make sure that we're giving ourselves recovery time after we've been in periods of high stress. We also have to give ourselves recovery time if our body's been in high stress. So if you've done a super hard class on Monday, then Tuesday, you might want to take Tuesday to do more mobility or yoga or go for a walk. And then maybe by Wednesday, you're ready to go and do something else. But knowing that you have that ebb and flow in your workout routine, I think is is probably pretty important.
0: Yeah. And I think it helps maybe mentally from a scheduling perspective, just know you're still going to be active, but it's not scheduled. You know, you're not, you're not tied to this exact thirty minutes or an hour or whatever. Helps me, um, you know, just one. It's almost like one less appointment that day or one less right. call.
2: Right. Yeah. And so on your busy days, then that would be the best thing to do. On a day that you don't, I will say that for most people, having a having a time and at least thinking about it the day before, like when am I going to get my workout in is is usually very helpful because if you wait till the day of and you're trying to squeeze it in um, it 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 doesn't happen a lot of the time
0: so I want to I want to touch on two things I know we've already taken up a lot of your time so we won't keep you much longer but um, I want to ask you about two things you mentioned being outdoors so I'd like to just go back to that really quickly and then we um, when we covered we talked about alcohol in a few episodes back There were some surprising benefits to moderate drinking, but some of it, particularly with anxiety, some of the benefits largely stemmed from the socialization and the connectedness with other people. And when I was reading some research about exercise and mental wellness, there were some things that jumped out at me to make me wonder if, kind of like being outside, may enhance the benefits you're getting from exercise. Um, If being around people and the connectedness is one way to also further enhance those benefits you're getting from exercise.
2: Yeah. um, It's funny that you said that because I just did a presentation yesterday on connection and we talked about the mental and physical benefits of just being connected and how we really, we need it. Um, we're hardwired for it. And um, and so when we talk to other people, when we feel like we have that support system, a community of people that we can be around um, and those connections, um, someone to talk to if we're feeling stressed, the benefit of that is 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 huge. And there's a physical benefit of it too. So when you have that um, connection when you have those resources, people that you can go to and talk to, um, you're, you produce um, oxytocin, which is our um, love hormone. It's that warm, fuzzy hormone that we feel. And, um, and so that actually has not just the, the feel good, the mental health aspect benefits, but it also protects your cardiovascular system from the effects of stress. So I thought that was just so interesting and really eye-opening to think about it in that way, in that just by being connected with other people, we're doing our cardiovascular system a big service because it, it, normally when we are in super stressful situations, our blood vessels constrict, right? We get tight. It's, it, you can feel it. I mean, if when you're in a stressful situation, you everything feels tight. And, um and so if we're in a situation where we are connected um we um we we don't have that same response our blood vessels don't constrict in the same way they stay relaxed um so anyway, just uh, super interesting yeah. uh research and the way that um that that connection works with that and and I will say, you know we at our studio, we have built a great community of people and um, and it's one of the reasons that people come back. It really is. And, and I know that um, Carolyn, I know you have some um, workout communities that you're a part of as well. And um, and it's one of the things that people love about it. And so you're, you're also just like being outdoors and exercising, you get the benefits of both being having that social connection. Um, is huge for depression and anxiety and preventing um, and keeping our brain healthy Um, and if we can do that at the same time as we're getting some exercise then you get double benefits.
0: Yeah and one thing I realized you know you tend to think of connections like you need to have like a talk with somebody like some kind of you know like one thing I realized um, and I was actually this came up when I was talking to the same person I mentioned earlier about the one who said, I just don't like exercise. And, you know, I said, I realize I just need to get out and be around people. And I realized that during COVID because I get so, I'm, I think I'm naturally an introvert who kind of forced herself to become an extrovert, but my instinct is to retreat. And especially like during COVID, like, that's not necessarily, wasn't necessarily healthy, and so I realized just getting out, even doing a Zoom with people, that kind of connection, or just now, just getting out and running errands, getting out of my little cocoon, my little set, you know, just be, interacting with the world is somewhat of a connection that makes a big difference. So I'm thinking if you go to the gym, which we can finally <laughs> start to do again, go to the gym, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to have an in-depth conversation with somebody, but just... Acting, you know with the girl at the front desk you know just just being
1: around other people I feel like even helps some. Oh, uh, for sure. And yeah, You know, I I wholeheartedly agree. And I would say, you know, just using my own personal examples, you know, I have sort of two different, you know, exercise communities. Like one is the CrossFit style gym that I go to and then the other one is my like playing tennis. And both I have some friends in each that I see outside of each of those facilities. and But a lot of times it's just seeing the familiar faces. It, it gives you that sense of, like, comfort and familiarity and community. But you don't have to, like, be, become, like, besties with these people. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have go have a meal with them or or go, you know, do anything with them. But going there and just saying, like, Gosh man, you really killed it at that, or like or or like just, you know you've greatly improved your tennis game or any of those things. You know, it, it gives that sense of community, but not necessarily yeah. to the second step where you like have to, you know, expose your deepest, darkest no, secrets I'm, to that person. No,
0: let, me t- let me give you a great example of what how minimal it has to be. To make a difference. I, you know, during COVID, even as we eased up some, I really, you know, most people weren't going many places. And so one of the very few places I went to was Ace Hardware is my favorite store near my house. But because <laughs> it has... <laughs> I learned something new about you every time. a girl. post office in it. And it's this hidden post office that no one knows about. So, like, you don't have to go to the big post office. And I had a frequent need to go there and just, you know, with a mask and mail book and that's all. Because I was mailing cookbooks of mine that people were placing online. And I got to know Lois, who runs the gift store and the post office in Ace Hardware. And, like, it was, like... Some days that was the only interaction I had. Lois doesn't know anything about me other than read what I, that I read a cookbook. And all I know about Lois is she loves my cookbook. And I know she takes lots of vitamins. And um, and she'll call me when they have sales and stuff on the gift store. But we like it doesn't have to be a deep relationship. But I I realized then like just because you know that was such a like you know isolating environment during COVID, it makes you realize like small things like that make a difference. So yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't have to be for anybody who's like, uh I don't want to create a relate. You know, have to make friends at the gym or anything. I'm even talking about like, you know,
2: look, it's, it's just awkward. um, yeah, she. I mean, she probably was friendly and smiled and asked you how your day was, and it. In and, and I mean, that part of connection is, I mean, just just that emotional um. You know, when somebody's uh, when somebody is kind to you, you, you want to also be kind back. And, um, so anyway. Yeah. And I think it
0: kind of jolts you out of all, like you get kind of like focused on your little world and your little concerns and just getting out and interacting even with someone you don't know well, or who's a stranger kind of gets you out of that.
2: Yeah. 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 And having that support. the support of you know of the of other people that are around you who are all kind of working towards the same goals or they have the same concerns and you can talk to them about you know you can ask them what they're doing is for their workout or what they're you know and again it doesn't have to be deep dark conversations but um but but just that chat is um is nice um I wanted, I thought, I wanted to mention this one thing. I was trying to remember it while we were talking about connection earlier, and I was giving that um, example. But there's a there's a really good example that I found, and um, it talked about how when we look at stress in a different way, it actually changes our body's reaction to it. And so I know we're talking about, you know, today focuses on mental health and how exercise impacts this, but I thought that. This was super interesting and it kind of goes along with connection because they gave an example. There's an example that when patients were going in for a stress test, they were told to think about their body's stress response as a positive thing. So they said, think about your when you start to um, breathe more, when your heart starts to beat faster, that's your body's way of preparing you for a challenge. And the people that thought about this, their body's stress in that way, they were less anxious, they were more confident, and then physically their blood vessels stayed relaxed in the same way they would if we, when we talked about earlier, when we were fe- feeling connected and happy and joyful, um, they didn't constrict like they normally would in a normal stress response. So anyway, I just thought that that was also just really interesting when we were thinking about mental health and we're thinking about stress is if you can just think about it sometimes as, okay, this is a challenge. This is my body's way of preparing me for this challenge, or, you know, I'm going to be stronger after going through that, through this. Um, it can, it can impact the the effects of it on yeah. us and make it not such a negative physical experience.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, change the way maybe your stress level towards or anxiety about doing exercise um and for those not familiar with stress tests you know it usually involves being on a treadmill or some kind of physical activity to get your heart rate up and see how your body responds Um, Mm -hmm. but i I love i love knowing that
2: i think i thought it was really interesting
1: well and like you were saying carolyn about about exercise like there are workouts that maybe aren't as fun to do. Like there are sometimes when I go into the gym and I do a workout, I'm like, oh man. I mean, I really hate these movements. That weight is really hard, et cetera, et cetera. But when I've reframed it in my mind afterwards, I've been like, well, I know that that's going to make me stronger, so that I can then get better at doing X that I really like doing. It's just it it reframes it at least for me mentally. Now I don't know how my body's responding because nobody hooked me up to a bunch of electrodes, but. <laughs> <laughs> at least I know in my mind that I'm like, okay, this is worth doing it because I know it's going to get make me better at at X or it's going to make me stronger for Y or yeah. you know. And I I joke all the time with my kids. You know, they'll say to me like, oh, you know, you know they get annoyed when I at least pre COVID when I would drag them off, you know, to sit at the studio or whatever for me to exercise for an hour. And I would and I always tell them I'm like, you know what, this is what mommy needs to do to be a better mommy well then we have these days right where they are six and eight and they still want me to carry both of them at the same time and I say to them I'm like this is why mommy works out (laughs) mommy works out just so that I can live like so I can do the things that I want to do I love carrying both of them I like to go hiking like sometimes it's just about being active yes for your mental wellness but also so that you can do life in the way you want to do it yeah very true.
2: that it that is 100% the reason that most of our clients come to us is that they want to be able to stay active and they want to be able to continue to do the active things that they enjoy as they progress in in life. And I would say that the the vast majority of our personal training clients in our studio that's that's why they come in and and train with us so that they can keep doing the things that they love to do. Julie
1: before we let you go I had a couple rapid fire questions really fast quick answer what comes to your this can be personal not necessarily not coming
0: from you as a trainer for what you're telling clients yeah
1: yeah this is personal like let this has been a great conversation let's give readers a small peek behind the Julie Jones
2: curtain oh gosh okay
1: all right have you tried the jump rope trend that is all over Instagram
2: no I don't know, even know what it is. I don't either, Carolyn. I, I hate don't. jump ropes.
0: So do I. <laughs> if you've had babies, you hate jump ropes. Exactly. <laughs> next one. I don't one, mind the
2: jump rope, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the trend, so I have definitely not tried it because I don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> All right, next one: sleep or workout? Which one wins? Oh.
2: Workout. I, I sleep is, is, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I guess it would all depend, but I need, I, yeah, probably work out.
0: You know, we didn't even touch on the aspects that, um, of exercise <laughs> sleep, as you don't sleep. know this about me,
2: but I sleep is my, is the probably one of the areas of wellness that I most struggle with. Well, we and have an I episode will, for that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I will, um, I will give up sleep to do other things, and it's actually – I know that it is not good for me, and I've been working on it. Carolyn knows this. I think we talked about this in one of our programs this past spring. But Well, sleep
0: is actually what motivated me to exercise when I was pregnant.
1: Oh. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, you mean so that you would sleep better? So that would sleep better. That makes sense. That is what I completely use – to keep myself exercising because I slept 10 hundred times better if I had gotten some activity that day
1: yeah it is very much like chicken or the egg who knows yeah all right last question you ready sure run or walk oh it depends on the day both (laughs) (laughs) kale or cookies oh cookies beer or wine wine Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for partaking in my game. Thank
0: you, Julie. This was so enlightening and so helpful. And I want to make sure people know where they can find you. Um, so you can find Julie on Instagram and Facebook at training and Champaigning um you can also find her on LinkedIn at Julie Floyd Jones and then you can go to her website which is trainingandchampaining.com and i highly recommend that you sign up for her newsletter so you stay updated on the trips that she the wellness retreats that she has coming up um she also has a website for her leadership program that she's developed um, with her colleague that's, um, let's see, lead live, So again, training and champagne on Instagram and Facebook. So go follow Julie, look her up and thank you so much for being with us today.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been just a pleasure and a great conversation and, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Good. Thank you. So that was awesome.
0: I know. She was a wealth of information just about
1: exercise and just all aspects related to it. It was fantastic. So insightful. Such great, you know, research that she'd reviewed plus what she'd learned from other experts. But because it was a lot of information, we wanted to break it down one last time before we yeah, signed the off. Yeah, just
0: key bullet points. You know I love some bullet points. Me just too. Just to the point. Exactly. Close notes almost. Yeah. So. What we found or what she suggested and what we found in research is physical activity, which may take the form of exercise, but activity, moving your body has benefit for everyone from a mental wellness perspective, no matter what type of mental wellness you're dealing with or what other mental health aspects you may be dealing with. Across the board, it's almost always beneficial.
1: And as you said in the episode, I mean, has anybody ever done some type of activity or a workout and said they wish they hadn't done that? No. 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 I keep waiting for that. Then I'd have an excuse. <laughs> but the big, the, I feel like the other big thing, so yes, exercise, for sure. But what is the, what is the minimum threshold? Well, I love this because,
0: you know, I think when I love what Julie said, Something's better than nothing. Yeah. And, you know, yes, four to five days are ideal. More than 20 minutes on those four to five days is ideal. And, you know, moderate brisk or moderate to high intensity is ideal. But just 10 minutes is beneficial. You know, if you can only do one day a week or you can only do 10 to 15 minutes or you, you know, your activity just involves walking the dog and getting out, you know, for 10 to 15 minutes. That's that's beneficial. That can have some benefit.
1: Yeah, start there. Yeah, that's a great place to start, and build on it if you want to. If you can, you might be more inclined to start to build on it once you get started. But ten minutes, just a couple days a week. Yep.
0: And I love that.
1: And then I think the other
0: takeaway was choose a variety. There's not necessarily any one exercise, but you may want to consider something that incorporates that mind-body component because it does appear that you reap additional benefits, not just from the physical activity, but from the meditation aspect. Right. We talked a lot about yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Which y'all did a good job on me. I'm trying to get better incorporating some. And then lastly, if you want to even enhance maybe some of the benefits, mental wellness benefits from exercise, consider doing some type of group setting. Again, you don't have to become best friends with anybody, but just being around people or going to walk with a friend or doing something
1: with, you know, where you interact um, and then getting outside. Getting outside, I mean, because then you get the benefits of the exercise, but you also get the benefits of nature, which yeah. are good for your, men- is good for your mental wellness. Yes. So bottom line, 10 minutes and those, on those tougher days. I
0: think that's great. Uh, you know, just 10 minutes. Sometimes that's all we have. Yeah.
1: yeah. But it's better than nothing and it helps us tackle the next task. Yeah.
0: Oh, and one other thing she pointed out, I love the idea of maybe planning three to four days of formal exercise. Yeah. and then giving yourself kind of a break in how you think about it the other days just be active be active in your life incorporate other activities that maybe aren't a class or a you know run for a certain length or you know aren't a formal planned scheduled kind of things
1: exactly exactly like when i played paddleball on the beach with my nephew last week i actually counted that as exercise yeah i would too if i did that All right. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this as much as we did. Yeah. Let us know your questions. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And
0: I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode.
1: We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye.
0: The contents discussed in the Happy Eating podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast, are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast.
1: If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.